welcome to a very special Thursday edition of Hearts Home Half, hosted by yours truly, Austin Hart. Uh, just a little social media reminder, I like to do at the beginning of every episode, at Hearts Home Half, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter. I post updates about every episode drop on Monday and Thursday on both of those platforms, and I try to be as active as possible on Instagram and Twitter as well. So you can find me there. I really appreciate any follows and support that I get on both of those platforms. Now, the reason that I said this was a very special episode today is because I have a great guest that is going to be joining me today, my great friend Harrison Cohn, resident of South Florida, big South Florida sports fan. I'm going to be super, super excited to bring him on and get a lot of his perspective on the Heat, the Panthers, and maybe even dive into some NFL action as well and see uh, what he thinks about his Dolphin season upcoming here. But I am super, super excited to be having him on and just get his takes on, uh, the, again, South Florida sports, a little bit of a different perspective than I have normally being a uh, Tampa fan as I am. But really, really excited to be talking about that. But before we get that kicked off, I do want to go over some college baseball recaps because they are in uh, the biggest teams in the state of Florida are actually in their conference tournaments right now. And it's been a little up and down, I would say, for the teams in the state of Florida right now. I'll start out with the SEC and talk about Florida uh, because they have a little bit different of a tournament style than ACC. Uh, They have a single elimination first round and then double elimination in the next round to determine the semifinalists for this tournament. UF, they were able to survive that first round and walk off against South Carolina thanks to Colby Halter. A sack fly in the 10th inning. The Gators were able to beat the Gamecocks 2-1 and advance to the next round. South Carolina is out of the tournament. But unfortunately, Florida faced off against Texas A&M today, a very, very strong SEC opponent. They got the best of the Gators, routing them 10-0, I believe, in just seven innings. So the Gators now on the brink of elimination. I'm not actually sure who their next opponent is going to be, but uh, their next game should either be tomorrow or Saturday. Uh, Now going over to the ACC, I said that their tournament style is a little bit different They start out with two games in pool play, and their, uh, I guess, you know, record in that pool play, those two games determine whether they're able to go um, to the semifinals or not. So for FSU, the Knolls, they started off their tournament very, very hot. They had a very staggering 13-3 win over Virginia. The bats were just super, super hot. My boy, Colton Vincent, he had three hits on the day. The Knolls just looked outstanding on offense. But today, again, unfortunately, they dropped today's game against Notre Dame, their ACC opponent, 5-3. to three, And they have been officially eliminated from the tournament. They needed to win today's game against Notre Dame to be able to advance in the semifinals. As for Miami baseball, they dropped their first game of pool play to NC State 9-6 after Tommy White, the freshman sensation for NC State, I mean a home run hitting guru it's seeming like this season, he smashed three home runs against the Canes and led the Wolfpack to victory. The Canes, they play their final pool play game tomorrow against Wake Forest to uh, see if they'll be able to advance to the semifinals as well. And they came into the ACC tournament as favorites, um, looking like one of the best teams in the ACC, if not the nation so far this year. 
All right, and like I mentioned earlier, now we have our special guest, my dear friend Harrison Cohn, on the podcast here to talk about some South Florida sports. Harry, how are we doing today, my brother? We're doing great, Holmes. Thanks for having me. I've uh, been looking forward to being on this pod for a while now, and glad we made it happen. Oh, man, so happy to have you on. So, so happy. We're going to talk some great sports today. Let's start out talking some hockey. I know we've both been watching our Bolts and our Panthers going at it in the Battle of Florida, but unfortunately it was not much of a battle. It was a sweep. I mean, I don't think either of us expected this. I certainly didn't didn't expect the Bolts to go off in a sweep and take care of the Panthers like that. I'm sure you didn't expect that your amazing Panthers during the regular season would go through something like this. What do you what do you attribute to to the Panthers getting swept to this season? What do you what do you think happened to this team being so good in the regular season? What do you think happened this postseason? It's a great question. I mean, it's tough to say. Um, it reminds me a little bit of the Golden State Warriors when they were the best team ever in the NBA, had a really good season. I mean, obviously they made it to the finals, had a competitive four three against the Cavs. So I was hoping for a little bit more competition for my cats there. But, uh, you know, sometimes it's just how it goes. A lot of outside noise, too. Obviously, we, I mean, us Panthers fans were just thrilled to have a good hockey team down here. It's been, it's been a while. Uh, we had a lot of noise a little bit earlier in the season, you know, with the whole coaching situation, too. So just to have, you know, some good season um, just really was nice in general. I uh, just had you know, a lot of – saw a ton of my fellow peers down here going to the games – it's been a while since we've had some excitement, at least. So that was the good news, but it just fell apart in the the you know the round there against the the Bolts. I mean, just you know, it was frustrating for sure. We saw the frustration on the bench, saw from Coach uh, Ekblad. He, he was definitely uh, pretty upset, pretty mm-hmm. visibly. So, and a lot of those guys were, um, and the fans were too. So, really, just you know, sometimes that happens when you play hard during the season and you give it up your all. You know, you can wear and tear a little bit tire out too so uh but yeah uh, it just kind of fell apart definitely a little bit frustrating to watch Nah, man i completely i completely get that it's i think that was hard for any south florida fan to kind of stomach and watch that especially when you guys broke the the 1996 curse and you got that playoff series win you know you had all the momentum going in there and that was really tough obviously having to watch that i think honestly one of the biggest things about this series was the fact that the Lightning were playing without their best player, Braden Point, which I thought was incredible. They continued to, to just dominate. I mean, I think the biggest contributor to that was Vasilevsky, how good he's been in goal for the Lightning. But, I mean, let's talk about the best players for the Panthers this season. I mean, how good do you think Alexander Barkov and, and guys like Jonathan Huberdo and Anthony Duclair have been for the team? And, how successful do you think those guys could be for your franchise moving forward in years to come? Great question there, too. I mean, it's it's really hard um, to see where the Panthers go from here. I know Coach took a lot of blame after, especially on some power plays. Like, you know, I don't have all the exact stats in front of me, but I know, you know, we, we really crapped the bed in, in power plays against the Bolts there, and, and he took a lot of blame for that. I mean, obviously – when you have a thing, what was it, 199 out of 200 shots or something? Yeah, that's received. nuts. So uh, that's there's nuts. not much you can also do against that. Like, our boys were definitely ripping shots. I think we had 49 in that last game there. So at least credit to, you know, shooting shooting when you can. 
but I do think, like, I'm excited for the future. I mean, if anything, um, if correct me if I'm wrong, Holmes, I believe the Bolts, before you guys went to win that first cup, I want to say you guys got swept, was it, twi- right? You got swept mm-hmm. that year, and the next year went on to win the cup. Yep. So us Cats fans are, are hoping for something like that. Yeah. Uh, if anything, we're just excited for the future. It's exciting to watch this team. We got some good captains. We got some young studs. I mean, it's you know, um, I like Spencer Knight too, obviously as yeah. the secondary goalie. Just to have him too, that was really clutch throughout the season. Seeing him play really well, that's another exciting piece just to look forward to. So, you know, I am excited for some good hockey down here moving forward. Um, but essentially, just you know, overall, really excited to watch the upcoming years for the Cats here. That's yeah, man. No, definitely. They're going to be so much fun to watch for years to come. I think you you hit it on the hit on the head right there with Spencer Knight. That dude's going to be a very very solid goaltender for you guys for years to come. You need a nice young guy like that, hungry, ready to go in the league. That's solid, dude. Also, what you said about the the sweep thing that is so funny because I just saw a video on Twitter the other day and John Cooper was asked that question. He was like, you know, how do you think that sweep? that you suffered against Columbus, like, you know, like th- three, four years ago. How do you think that affected you guys on your run? And he looked at him and he was like, well, we haven't lost since then. So I would say it's gone pretty good. And he's right. Like they have literally not lost a playoff series since then. Like that's fucked. Ah, yeah. That, that's just freaking nuts, bro. I, it was, it was about that. It was about a curse real bad right there. That's freaking nuts, dude. Like I, I just can't even, I just can't even believe that. But no, there's some some fantastic hockey talk right there. I think there's so much to look forward to. Like you said, great, great opportunity for the Panthers going forward. But I think we have to jump to one of your favorite sports, basketball, and talk about the Miami Heat, dude. You are a big Miami Heat guy. So let's, let's dive in and talk about the Miami Heat a lot. Because since the last time I did the pod on Monday, the Heat have kind of been in a little bit of a downward spiral against the Celtics. They dropped game four. They dropped Game 5. They're down 3-2 in the series. What do you think they need to do in Game 6? What needs to turn around for the Heat? They need to get a win and bring it back home for Game 7. What needs to happen for this team? Boy, oh boy. (laughs) (laughs) My my Heat have been definitely a little bit tough to watch these past few games here. Um, I mean, this series overall has been very strange. We've seen it go up, down, up, down, up, down. Uh, I felt like last game, even though there was a decent gap there towards the end um, in the second half, it was pretty competitive the first half, like a low-scoring defensive game. I mean, the Heat were really off, you know, just all, all around, uh, especially offensively. Mm-hmm. Um, I really just think we need our veterans to step up, lead the way. I mean, we have guys like Struess and Gabe and just very, you know, no playoff experience. Mm-hmm. Um, you need those veteran guys to step up, lead the way. I think the injuries are really unfortunate. I mean, Jimmy's clearly, that knee has clearly bothered him. I mean, he barely got to the line last game, wasn't playing as aggressive. Mm-hmm. Um, so that knee's bothering him. Same thing with Lowry, that hamstring is one of, you know, one of the worst injuries to have in sports in general. You can see that that's still bothering him. He's just not as comfortable, you know, when he's going, jumping up and down. Um, he just looks a little bit off with that, too. So we just, these injuries have been tough, but I mean, no excuses. You know, Spo's been drilling that into their heads, like next man up mentality. I've had that all season. I'm hoping to get Tyler back, you know, fingers crossed there. He's just that offensive spark that sometimes we need. Um, and he spreads the floor a little bit better with that too. Like when you have him on the court, 
you know, when he's on, he's on. So they're going to have to defensively, you know, prepare for that. Um, so hopefully we get him back. It was nice to see Bam get a little bit more aggressive. He needs to stay aggressive. Uh, that's been really unfortunate just to see, like, the games you can tell he's not on. And we're like, damn, we need him to step up, too. He needs to be aggressive. So we don't have that real true second big to match, you know, Horford and Rob Will. Mm-hmm. So we got to play a little small ball and, and get creative. I mean, that's where Lowry comes into play when he's so, you know, creative with his um, passes and games. He's like the captain, you know. He's like our yeah. captain in the game flow. Um, and really another person I want to talk about, briefly here is I mean Oladipo um, hasn't been you know he's not that all-star guy he was but his story the effort he's put in you know it's kind of like a clay for Golden State this is just a guy that's been hurt working his ass off coming back from these injuries um, and to see him just like have uh, that impact uh, especially I want to say it was game I think it was game four I can't remember if it was game four or five where he was just on it you yes. know especially defensively and he brought that energy to the floor that he needed. So, um, yeah, really just got to, you know, keep these the veterans going here. These injuries have been tough. Hopefully they get over that and, or at least, you know, fight through, fight through the pain. Uh, Spo talked about that in the post-game interview from last game. He said these guys are going to, you know, buckle up, brace up, tape up, get out there and fight. So, yeah, that's pretty much what I think. You know, we got a lot of fighting left in us. I don't think it's over. Um, hopefully we can pull... The next game, bring it back home to seven for, you know, in Miami. That's all we can hope for at this point and uh, go from there. Yeah, man. I completely agree with that. I think veteran presence needs to step up a lot. But I love the point that you made about Oladipo. Dude's been a monster. And, yeah, just like you said in game four, yeah, he was a monster. The, the dude came out and he led the way for the Heat. He had 23 points. He was the guy for them, man. Absolutely. All right, so you were talking about Victor Oladipo a lot, and I think I want to hone in on that a little bit. And specifically, I think how deep the Heat lineup is as a whole. Because Victor Oladipo, it's a guy that used to start for the Pacers. He now comes off the bench for the Heat. I mean, just give me a little bit of insight on how how deep this team really is and how many different guys can just step up at any given time. Yeah, I mean... It's. Well, I think the key factor to the Heat success, and you always hear about the Heat culture and our kind of like our system we have in place. Like we build guys up. I mean, there's tons of guys around the league that you know after being in the Heat, they look good there. They'll get a contract somewhere else and they'll go there. Uh, but we build people up. You know, that's that's really what Spo and the whole staff has been known for. And this year, you're seeing that firsthand with Max Truce. He's a hometown favorite here. A lot of people, especially the ladies. Uh, Max mm-hmm. Struess, and uh, he's just been a stud. I mean, I love Max Struess. I love Martin. Honestly, um, he's got them hops. He'll just fly up, fly in. You know, it's pretty crazy to see him do that. And Gabe Vincent. I mean, Gabe is kind of like uh, Lowry's next uh, protege. You know, <laughs> he had uh, was Fred Van, Fred Van Fleet over in Toronto, and now he's been working with Gabe here, and that just shows obviously Lowry's uh, impact as a mentor and like. That's the other thing about the Heat, too. We got, you have, you know, the mentors and the, the veterans at the top there with really just, like, a PJ. I mean, UD on the bench, obviously, too. I mean, no one talks about that. Well, the players talk about it in <laughs> post-game interviews. But uh, UD on the bench has been just huge. I mean, they talk about how he hypes them up in the huddles before the game. You know, UD's been here. He played with Bosch, Wade, LeBron. I mean, this guy's. it's like he's like a 
a, a time warp here. I mean, he just brings that energy to the huddle, and especially for not even just the uh, veterans on the team, but for those young guys that have not been here before, like that Shreves and Vincent uh, duo there. They are really the main beneficiaries of that. They're just, you know, take that to heart. Don't let this, you know, the, the atmosphere of the playoff overwhelm you. This is what you've been working for, and go in and play. Um, and then, you know, we got guys like Gert, you know, he's uh, still has, he's a working project, if you will, there. He's still got a ways to go. But during the season, you know, he had like a 12, 13-game streak of double-doubles. Like, you know, that, that was really impressive. So it shows some flash of potential there. I mean, obviously, we played, paid D-Rob the bag uh, last offseason, 90 mil. I mean, hasn't really paid off for us in the playoffs too much, which is unfortunate. But uh, during the season... He looks pretty decent, especially for the first half. So hopefully, you know, we need him to step up here. He can. He, can. he hasn't so far, which is unfortunate. We need Tyler back for that. But, I mean, overall, just the depth in this team the whole season has been uh, awesome. You know, even Deadman too. He's our, you know, kind of two-man punch there with Bam. Need be to give Bam some rest minutes. Um, so, but yeah, I think that's been a key factor to the Heat's success this season, just having that depth. We're not like the two-star duo, like a KD, Kyrie, a LeBron, AD. You know, like one of the, we don't have that really. I mean, you can say Jimmy Bam. Uh, Bam's still, I feel like he, he's still, he's very good. Um, but is he like that superstar level, like some of those other duos? You know, not yet. I mean, he's still a younger guy, so keep that in mind. I think Bam's still got a lot of room for potential. He's still growing, so I'm um, excited for that. But yeah, the depth has just been awesome to watch. And it's been sure. oh, it's been incredible for the team. You guys just seems like you just keep adding pieces during the off season. I mean, what I mean, you guys seemed like you added a pretty good amount of pieces during the off season, especially to help you during this time, especially the playoffs. What do you, who do you think's been the biggest addition for you in the playoffs? I mean, you got a lot of veterans. Who do you think's been the best addition for you so far? That is, in my opinion, a pretty easy question to answer. Now, if Lowry was fully healthy these playoffs, maybe the answer would be different, specifically for the postseason here. But really, I mean, all eyes on P.J. Tucker for this one. This guy's been just superstar. He he bleeds that heat culture. The man has that shoe collection. He loves Miami. He fits right in. He's got the mentality. Uh, he brings that energy to the floor, especially defensively. And then, I mean, you have to remember, I think it was up until – Maybe it was the all-star break or maybe a little bit before that. But, I mean, P.J. Tucker was the uh, leading, like, three-point percentage shooter in the league from that corner three, as we like to say. You know, that's his spot. So, uh, but, you know, he brings just a really great presence to the team and the energy and the floor there. And a lot of guys follow that. Um, so, P.J. Tucker's been definitely our, our best addition and really fun guy to watch. So, very cool. Oh, yeah, I love that take. I don't... I don't... I think a lot of people would just immediately run to, you know, Kyle Lowry. Yeah, he's definitely been the best because he's the biggest name. He's the most notable. But, no, the the the, the contributions P.J. Tucker brings to the defensive side I think is very overlooked. He's, he's a great piece for that Heat team. But, man, I, what's, what's this fantastic basketball talk with you, man? You got some great, great opinions on the Heat. And, I mean, you know, couldn't couldn't get any better than that right there but before i let you go we obviously got to talk about one thing and i mean it's not too close yet but we're big nfl guys 
And we got to talk about your Miami Dolphins, brother, because you've been having some great offseason acquisitions. There's even more built-up hype, I think, around Tua this offseason. How are you feeling about the Dolphins coming into this next season, 2022? I would think that there's a lot of excitement, no? Yeah, I mean, first time in a while, that's for sure. Uh, we're proud to see Tua's, you know, true colors here. It's, this is it. I mean, we're loaded next year for picks at, uh, early on in the draft. Um, I don't think we would sell out on Tua if he, if he really drops the ball this year, like right away. But this is a big year for Tua. I mean, this this guy needs to step up. We got him Tyreek. I mean, that's obviously a very big addition. Um, if, he, if he can't have at least some success with Tyreek, then I'm not sure what would be going on there. I mean, Jalen Waddle obviously last year was a stud as a rookie. I mean, we got Mike Isecki with great hands uh, as a tight end. Still have some depth at wide receiver. Um, excited. I mean, people kind of forget about Preston Williams. I liked him. I thought he looked really good. Then he's been hurt pretty bad. But um, when he was out there, he looked great. He'd be a great three, uh, need be. So, I, you know, I thought the draft, we did okay. Um, now, Eric Uzakanma from Texas Tech. Mm-hmm. It was in, that was what kind of the pick everyone was chatting about just because we put all of our money in Tyreek, like wide draft and wide receiver round four. But, hey, you know, they really want to just load up on offense, which as a Dolphins fan, I'm not complaining because it's been a while since we've had an exciting offense that we can really just get behind. So, you know, I'm all for it loading up. Our defense wasn't the main issue last year. Um, you know, that defense, you know, led the league in takeaways. We have, the, like, the longest streak going with that, too. You know, we've had some good good additions there as well. But overall, I'm really excited to see the Finns play this season. Uh, hoping for an above 500 season, at least. I'm hoping for a playoff run. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, but that's pretty much, you know, my take on the Finns. Just excited to watch, you know, watch them play. I like the new addition with Coach. I mean, how could you not? Yeah. Um, this guy's got that winning mentality. I mean, run-heavy guy. I mean, you saw San Fran last year. Yeah. Uh, just the running backs kept getting hurt but i think he's going to bring like a really cool edge to miami um especially on the running side of the ball because honestly that's what we've been lacking in too i mean offensively in general but uh running the ball i can't remember the last time we've had like a brute running back and i'm like like hell yeah like you know you guys have over and your bucks guy so mm-hmm. i mean you know playoff lenny on board <laughs> really, like gotta love that so, yeah dude uh, i'm excited to see what you know he does with the, the offense in general that's really what i'm looking forward to Oh, man, yeah, there's a lot to look forward to, I think, for that Dolphins team. There's a lot of good things that are brought together this offseason. Hopefully a lot of good things come in your direction as well. I mean, you said it in terms of the Bucks. I'm looking forward to them in terms of this season as well. We got Brady back, thank God. Probably for, like, one more season. I don't think he's going to stay too long after this, but, you know, we'll see what happens. Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm excited for the Bucks season, dude. I like, you know... Uh, I like the Bucks culture you guys got going on there. Um, can't hate on greatness. I remember <laughs> being a Dolphins fan, playing against Brady for years. You know, um, <laughs> it's not easy to to love him, but at the same time, can't hate him because he's he's great. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah. Same thing with uh, LeBron. LeBron left for me. It's like I still respect LeBron. You know, he came here, brought us some rings. Gotta love that. Gotta respect that. He's great. Oh, yeah. So, um, you know, but uh, you know, the Dolphins in general. I mean. We have to now face, uh, the, I think the QB of our division now is Josh Allen. I mean, that guy's, yeah. 
That's that's why our, the Dolphins' third round pick. I mean, we took um, Channing Tindall from Georgia because we got to apply pressure on Allen. He's going to be our biggest problem. I mean, I, I saw some pre rankings that um, some analysts released, and they have the Bills as the number one team this year. Wow! So, you know, Dolphins are going to have to see them twice. Obviously, I'm I'm really excited. I mean, we usually put up decent fights against our division opponents. I mean, you have to. You got that rivalry, so. I'm excited to see those games, but really, I was looking around the league. I mean, Holmes, there's a lot of great teams this year, honestly. I'm excited. The NFL, I think, is really competitive, so a lot of moving parts, and I'm excited to see how everything plays out. Oh, yeah, the offseason is always super crazy. Everybody's moving around. Everything's shaking up. Yeah, that just makes it even more fun because me and you, we're always playing fantasy football, man, so the drafts just get real, real fun every year. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm looking to run it back to back, so you better watch out. Hey, all right now. I have to keep it. I have to keep it hot. <laughs> That's all right. That's yeah. all right though. Yo, Harrison, thank you so much for joining me on the pod today. I really, really appreciate you coming on, man. Providing some amazing perspective on all types of different South Florida sports news. Thank you so much again, my brother. Absolutely, brother. Appreciate you having me on, and I can't wait to uh, listen to the pod in my car. That's going to be uh, pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Of course. Anytime. I look forward to having you on many more times in the future, bro. Absolutely. Uh, you hit me up for that. I'll be on standby, brother. Obviously. Yes, sir. All right. That's just about going to wrap it up for this awesome edition of Hearts Home Half. Thank you so much to everybody that tuned in. Thank you so much again to Harrison Cohn for joining me on this pod today, giving me some great insight and perspective again on South Florida sports. Just amazing knowledge about all different types of players, teams, and I was just so, so excited to be able to have him on the pod. So thank you again to Harrison Cohn. Um, And once again, you can find me at Hearts Home Half on Instagram and Twitter if you want to give this podcast a follow. And until next time on the Monday edition of Hearts Home Half, I am Austin Hart. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I will see you next time. <laughs>